So the four corners of the Earth is temporarily closed to outside visitors. Uh, you know, he occasionally keeps odd hours, and this is very much a case where just the sign's been flipped around, the door's been locked, and no other patrons are going to be in there right now. So you have a an oversized goat man who is... Uh, kind of squeezing awkwardly into this space and uh, sitting on one of the benches that's got like the furs on it and the books stuffed under uh, one of the tables kind of had to be moved so that he could in fact fit into that space at all because uh, he is he's at least like seven plus feet tall um, so <laughs> Yeah, it's and and jacked. So like it, he's a hard squeeze, and uh, I assume that the, like the rest of you are probably at the other table uh, with its bench and its chairs, just uh, not sitting exactly with this guy. As Ladislav is making uh, a bunch of sandwiches for for this goat man, so I am very who much breaks the silence. I am very much sitting in a spot between the goat man and uh Marcus and Sylvester. Okay. And Albion is sitting there with Gugnir just out and on the table. Okay. Um the goat man knows exactly the vibe that you're putting out and has not engaged you and has definitely not directly addressed that you have the sort of implied like get to him you have to go through me sort of uh vibe that you're putting out there um and uh it he doesn't say anything until a sandwich arrives in front of him and uh he sort of shares a knowing look with Ladislav that basically just indicates like yeah more are on the way like he knows what's up so uh he just picks up one of the halves of sandwich in his furry clawed hands. Uh, and it is comically undersized. And he just pops the whole thing in his mouth. Uh, and sort of chomps it loudly. And then sort of like the, as manners would would allow him. He waits until he is done loudly chewing to turn to you and uh, and say, Albion, you know, this is a neutral ground, right? Oh, I'm aware. So no, neutral grounds the restaurant down the street. Uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the coffee shop. <laughs> uh, fair enough. This is accorded neutral ground. Go, I shall be it. more specific. Thank you. You're very welcome. I am glad to oblige your pedantry. And he picks up the other half of a sandwich and just sort of casually tosses it into his open maw and loudly just munches that down and uh, then just uh, looks back to the rest of you and says I am not going to violate the accords I have no intention of doing such a thing yep and neither do I then you don't need the gun out yeah we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that cause uh clock is ticking and I know where I stand. Marcus kind of just looks uh, between everybody and just sort of looks at Sylvester and then looks back up and then looks down at Gugnir 
and looks back up at the goat man and goes, I'm invoking code Duello. Alvin's going to be like, just kind of stiffen, just look over his shoulder. Uh, come again, Marcus? I am invoking code Duello. I am challenging the squire of the winter court in front of me to a duel. Idiot. <laughs> oh, well, that is a very interesting move there, Squire. As I am very familiar with the terms of Code Duello, how are you intending to play this? Who do we mutually choose as neutral party? And both of them turn and look at Ladislav, <laughs> and he looks back and goes, Sure, okay, well, we have a neutral party. And Marcus just goes, Yup. I choose Dr. Sylvester Coopersmith as my second, and who's yours? And the goat man looks around the restaurant to his challenger, to his challenger second, to the neutral party, and then to Albion, and just sort of looks, locks eyes with you and raises one of his eyebrows. Albion just looks back and he's like, yeah, I'm hoping you're going to keep looking. Hmm. Unfortunate. Well, trust me, you don't want me as your second. I'm not inclined to uh, have your best interests at heart. But would you accept the nomination as my second, were I to ask you? Albion looks over at Marcus and just sort of raises an eyebrow like, is this the play you're intending me to make? Uh, Marcus is going to... Do something real quick. Um, I need you to make me an empathy roll in just a second. Okay. So, against a three, I need you to make an empathy roll. Okay, I have plus one empathy, so... Uh, that is just a two. I'm going to, um, invoke, uh, protective streak a mile long to push that up to a four. Okay. So you're trying to read Marcus's expression yep. uh, and try to pick up on some nonverbal cues. And uh, for a moment, you think that this is what he is going for. And then it kind of hits you as you're trying to read his expression. Oh, if he doesn't have a second, he has to go find one. Yeah, Albion looks at him and just goes, Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to be uh, a little busy for that. I'm going to be making an appointment for about whenever that duel is. Um, that appointment involves me uh, looking out for my buddy Marcus, so I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to be your second there, pal. Ah, you've chosen to disrespectfully decline. That's fair. Uh, I do have a suggestion for you, though, on who might be willing to back you up. I don't think I need your suggestion, but I am interested to hear it. Why don't you go bring the winner night? I'm sure he'll be very happy to pay attention to this whole shindig, so to speak. He just kind of looks at you again, trying to puzzle something out. And, uh... He does. He does know you're here, right? I mean, he must, considering you're a squire and all that, so... Surely he wouldn't have a problem with you being here and getting into this duel, right? Uh, I am going to have you roll me a rapport. All right. And uh, then he's going to have to roll against that. 
All right, that is three pluses for four, and I am willing to invoke a point if I have to. Uh, you're setting the difficulty. Let me see how I do. Hoo-hoo! <laughs> bad roll for the goat man. Okay. Um, not bad enough that that will happen, but it's not a good roll, so... Not bad enough that something will happen. Well, in that case, I'm happy no, no, no. to invoke something. Not bad enough that uh, something extra will happen, like uh, a step above a level of success. But uh, Would something a step above a level of success happen if I were to invoke? Uh, it would. All right, then I'm going to invoke. What are going- you invoking to try to coerce extra information out of this goat man? Uh, I'm going to invoke... Uh- Odin, blessed Doctor of Shadows, given that I am someone familiar with some of the workings of this world, because I am, you know, an agent of Odin. Mm. Uh, the goat man looks at you uh, and just sort of has this momentary puzzlement on his face uh, and says, I'm sorry, I thought you were friends with the squire over here sufficiently to understand that I do not have necessarily direct dealings with... Ah, aha, hmm, <laughs> now I see that we are even. Ah, there it is. And uh, he just doesn't say another word. Ladislav just walks over and casually places another sandwich in front of the goat man. Um, this is, this is great because Ladislav is just a guy making sandwiches for this like seven plus, maybe nearly eight foot tall goat man hunched into his restaurant. And he's just not even batting an eye. He's just going over and just giving him another sandwich, which the goat man picks up both halves of and shoves into his mouth. Uh, and again, eats, uh, kind of loudly. Um, cause he, that's just how he chews. So he munches on those for a minute and then aggressively swallows, uh, what is, what's in there and just looks down at you and says, very well, neutral arbiter, time and place for the duel sometime preceding sundown today. And Ladislav just looks at him and goes, well, first, not in my fucking restaurant. Not very specific. Uh, I give you the, I give the challenger the right to ch- name the place, name the time and place. Well, under the stipulations that it must occur before sundown, and I will be there wherever you name. And Marcus, uh, turns oh, to. Oh my God! What if it happened in the pit? left behind by City Place in Burlington. That just, that massive, empty lot with a chain-link fence and walling around it. Oh, And people that could definitely see that happening. Well, that's what the fence is for. Anyway. Uh, Marcus just turns and looks at uh, Sly and goes, Did did you clean up any of that shit down under the Morn Municipal Plant? Yeah. You picked up all the heavy iron stuff down there? I think so. Maybe. I think I got the intern to do it. I was hoping you didn't. What's up? Well, if you hadn't, that would have been my choice for a place. It's all good. I got boots. No, the second doesn't actually get to fight, Sylvester. That's lame. 
This is lame. <laughs> All right, fine. What shoe size are you? We'll talk about this later. <sighs> okay. Squire to the Knight of the Winter Court. I set the place to be the pilings under the Moore Municipal Plant, and the time to be one hour before sundown. And he looks over at Ladislav, and Ladislav just sort of uh, keeping his, you know, keeping his eyes and hands on his work, just gives a single thumbs up uh, to, uh, of like, yep. And Marcus just looks back and goes, all right, hopefully you know where that is. I'll see you then. Hold on now. Um, what is the method of the duel as the, uh, the, per the, the neutral party has to decide that? <sighs> well, I was, okay. I, I, I'm busy at the moment, was hoping that you would wait until later to ask, but, uh... Oh, no, we can wait. That's fine. I, I don't need an answer now. I'm just curious. He just kind of looks at the both of you. He looks at the whole group. Um, and... And says, The ancient ways. And Marcus and the goat man both look at him, and then look at each other, and the goat man says, Well, which of those four are you choosing, then? And Marcus thinks and goes, Physical prowess, strength against strength. The goat man just lets out a horrid, bleeding laugh and looks at him and then realizes that he's serious and uh, just says, Okay, I accept. Good. I'm glad you do. Would you like a doggy bag? Because I don't want to be around you anymore. And he just sort of looks over at Ladislav, and Ladislav just says, like, um, with all due respect, I do wish to open my restaurant to the public again, so if if your business is concluded, you don't mind? And he just, he says, oh, not at all. I will see you tonight, then. And thank you for the delicious sandwiches, if you would just give me that one for the road. And, uh, yeah, he takes it off of the little panini press that he's got going and boom, chops it in half, boom, puts it in the bag, boom, puts the bag of chips in and the, you know, like after wrapping the sandwich, all the other accoutrements, the napkins get tossed in there and, uh, he hands it to the goat man, uh, and, uh, he says, you will have to leave the way you came. And the goat man just kind of looks at him and he goes, I'm glad I know that that's not an insult. And then sort of stalks just past you, like sort of pushes whoever's on the seat on the end uh, a little bit aside and just goes, genuinely goes, uh, excuse me. Uh, and then goes to the little door at the back with the picture of the Blessed Virgin Mary that he absolutely can only barely fit through. Uh, and by squeezing terribly, so uh, through tremendous discomfort he is able to force himself back into that little back room um uh, where he makes some motions and then disappears uh so now the restaurant is empty of the goat man it still smells weird in there because he was in there for a bit he's a big boy so there's a bit of a stench so marcus um yeah I'm familiar with most of the rules of the Code Duello, but is there a rule in which your second gets substituted for you in the duel? Why do you think I pick strength? Heyo. I, I figured that was the <laughs> case. I'm just curious as to what the circumstance has to be. We could talk about the specifics later. That bought me some time. 
Mm-hmm. And also, if I don't sub out, I still win. Oh? It's well before 5.30 a.m. That'd be fighting the Goatman, isn't it? Well, that doesn't mean you win. It means I don't die. Right now, that seems like a win to me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, if you're willing to substitute in, if you want to kick this goat man. Yeah. Listen, I would pay to see Sylvester kick this goat man. Okay, well, Sly, we'll figure that out between now and this evening. <sighs> uh, hey, Ladislav? Yes, Summoner Squire? He just sort of bristles and goes, What was that, back there? What was what? Come on, man, you know what I mean. I was making sandwiches, he says. And then goes and opens the, uh, open the door, turns the uh, sign back to open, and then just does not answer Marcus's obvious question. And then just goes back to prepping for, uh, for customers coming in, humming something to himself. Hello, everybody. This is Michael, your GM, your best friend, and your enchilada boy, because I just had lunch, and it was a homemade chicken enchilada. So, yeah, it was delicious. I don't know really what else to say about it other than it was really good, and enchiladas are delish. And that's a truck going by outside. I don't know if you can hear that, but fun! Background noises, the bane of podcasters. I just want to once again thank everybody for listening, uh, all the way through episode 60. Hacha, yeah! We're doing it! We're getting there! We're gonna make it all the way to 69, and then more of them, probably after that also. Um, that's exciting. Uh, you know what else is exciting? This is the part of the show where I talk about books again, because books are great. And you can get great books at abebooks.com. Probably bad books, too. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what kind of books to read. There's all kinds of books. People enjoy different things. That's why they're an online marketplace listing millions of new, used, rare, and out-of-print books and other collectible items, as well as cheap textbooks. So, like, yeah, whatever you fancy, it's probably there, because they've got thousands of professional booksellers in more than 50 countries worldwide. So, like, whatever you want to read, A-Books has probably got it. And hey, the holidays are fast approaching, whether we want them to be or not, he said in late September. Oh my gosh, it's the 21st night of September. Uh, that's a tangent for another time. Um, have books <laughs> delivered right to you. Uh, they make great gifts for people that you care about to show that you care. They make great gifts for people that you care about to show that you care enough to think, hey, I think you would enjoy this book, or this is a book you've talked about wanting. Intellectual stimulation. Enjoy it. Or just something fun. Maybe both. Who knows? It's up to you when you go to affiliates.abebooks.com slash ppn and get yourself some books and help support the show. That is affiliates.abebooks.com slash ppn. Get reading.
I don't think that's their tagline, but I that's my tagline for them now. Um, a books, call me. We'll work something out. Thank you, as always, to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our humble show and other wonderful pieces of entertainment like cult classics and home viewing and Poke Makers. Them's the facts. So many good things to enjoy that aren't us doing our thing. Sometimes we're on those other podcasts, too, if, you know, us doing stuff is your jam. If you want to support the shows that you love directly, you can always go to Pocket Podcast Network slash shop and get your hands on some show merchandise, t-shirts, posters, stickers, cool stuff, and you can even purchase pocket notes and basically force the host of a show to say something within reason um, and use their voice to get your message heard in the world. Or perhaps you could also send mysterious messages to fictional characters and establish new canon in their universe or headcanon or fanfiction. One of those. Anyway, whatever this is that follows, because we have a pocket note to Albion from Molly. And the message is, Dear Albion, one of the neighbor's dogs got out the other day when we were on the way to lunch. He was yipping and hollering and took off like a bolt. Mama almost hit him with the car. It's been a few hours, and I guess he hasn't come home yet. I asked if I could help look, but I was told no. I hope the pup is okay. Signed, Molly. So if you want to participate in some epistolary fanfiction, or, I don't know, just tell somebody hi, or wish someone a happy birthday, uh, but make me do it, or someone else in the cast do it, then yeah, go over to Pocket Podcast Network slash shop. If you enjoy the show, why not tell other people about the show, so that you can talk about it with them, and you can all enjoy it together. It's like you do for, you know, other shows, like on TV. I understand that Sherlock... No, that one's over. Um, Supernatural... No, that one's over, too. Uh, Doctor Who... Okay, that one's still going. That's that's the one that's still going. All right. Cool. If you want to talk to your friends about this show like you talk to your friends about Doctor Who, then go right ahead and uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMCast and tweet about the show with the hashtag GMMCast. And you can also talk with other people who like the show or, you know, the cast of said show on our Discord channel. We've been hosting Jackbox Party Pack Game Nights again recently, and other people have actually posted fanfiction and their own artwork. It doesn't even need to be related to us. Uh, and, you know, there's all sorts of cool people there uh, that you can chat with and talk about fun stuff. So all the links are in the description. And uh, thank you again for riding along with us for all of the all of our all of our adventures in me stumbling over my words as I do in the show, as I do in life. Back. Let's get back to it. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, <sighs> guest this episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. Uh, I'm John. 
And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. Um, so get, get everything you think you're going to need for the rest of today. But why? Just, just go get everything you're going to need. I, I need you to trust me on this. There's, there's a stranger outside of, and uh, we're going somewhere and I, I just have to blindly. (sighs) Des. Fine, fine. I'll go pack. Do you need anything? No. Marcus isn't in danger if we go, right? I I don't know about the far away future, but I know what we're doing within the next hour. So go get your stuff, please. I don't even know what to pack. <laughs> don't know where we're going. Don't know what we're doing. <laughs> um, Rose going to go back over to the window and see what Beaumont and his buddy are up to. Okay. Um, it looks like they are just kind of standing there. Uh, you, if you had to guess, you would say most likely that they're, uh, just kind of making small talk around the circumstances, uh, and waiting, you know, just trying to wait for you to come back one way or another, uh, you know, with or without Des. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, Uh, it, it looks like they're just sort of standing there waiting occasionally, glancing toward Dez's house expectantly. Okay. So, what is Dez packing? I mean, I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> like one extra pair of clothes, something to sleep in, uh, and a couple <laughs> scarves. She was just told to pack. She has no guidance here. <laughs> I think after like okay. a minute, Rose gonna try to go find Dez, because she's impatient as hell this has been established as canon (laughs) so yeah i I mean des is pretty easy to find uh because she would be in her room and is not being subtle about it so i'm sure you can hear her finding things and packing um do you think i'm going to need my phone charger does des have a cell phone yes right no i think she does because I mean, for a while we were saying no, but then apparently she's had cell phone calls, so. If I'm not mistaken, it's one of those things that Des doesn't carry around on her all the time, which is, you know, very much the point of a cell phone, sure. But, like, for some occasions, she will have it around, so, you know, in case she needs to use it, because it's kind of like more of an emergency thing, uh, because just being around it and touching it is going to at best, drain the battery, at worst, uh, make it start to break. What about a book? You think there's going to be any downtime? No, what am I saying? I'm not going to need a book. We're on a time crunch. Why are we wasting our time doing this right now when we should be protecting Marcus? Ro, like, grabs the bag from Des. She's like, okay, we just need to go. Um, follow me, but please don't say anything. She doesn't say anything, but when they get downstairs, she grabs a handful of loose tea bags and throws it into the bag, too. (laughs) Making, like, aggressive eye contact while doing it. (laughs) Um, All the essentials, I imagine. Remind me where, um, where they're staying. Is it, like, are they in the driveway or on the porch? Because I know they moved. Uh, they, they moved away from the porch, so they're more in the driveway. 
Okay. Um, Des sees Ro make her way to the back door where they are not standing. Towards the hydrangea bushes? Towards away from perceived not them. <laughs> She's just going to follow. She was told not to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, she really is a ride or die. <laughs> um, yeah, Rose, Rose taking Des and leaving. We're, we're not going with them. <laughs> where are we going um it, it doesn't matter just a second just a second she is going to go to the lintel around her door and just make sure to juice up the wards a bit more before they leave because she's leaving her house empty um are we gonna have to make some kind of checks to leave this place probably oh you're gonna have to make some <laughs> stealth checks for sure Okay. I will I will politely remind you that this property does nicely abut the graveyard. So Yeah. Um yeah, so you're gonna need to sneak around and Des is not exactly famously good at that. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, how are you proceeding? We're gonna start with a veil of five. So since you're covering multiple people, that's a strength four. Mm-hmm. So, okay, give me a roll. Give me a deceit, a deception roll. All right. Or deceit. It is deceit. Deceit and deception. Same thing. Uh, that is a six. Pretty much. So I, I do win. <laughs> Hot diggity dog. Okay. <laughs> so um, fresh, boy. Yeah. So uh, since this is the second time that you've thrown up uh, a quick veil in very small amount of time... Uh, I'm going to make you roll against the choice compel, but only uh, target one with your deceit. Uh, if you keep tapping into your powers consecutively, it's going to get worse, but it's okay. not as bad as that uh, time that you made sure it worked flawlessly. Fair enough. That's a two. You did it. Ho oh, oh. That was a good time to roll poorly. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yep, so uh, you have that feeling as you were tapping into your fey nature in a different way than, you know, like sort of obscuring that zone that connects the two worlds that you belong to. Uh, you're just sort of borrowing some of that power for the moment so that you can get out of here. Uh, and you're able to push that down. Like, it's not it's not as strong of an urge as it was last time, so you're able to shake it off. Uh, great. Give me some stealth rolls and tell me where exactly you're going. Um, I, because I don't know, like, exactly how this is laid out, my plan is to cut through the graveyard and, like, leave on the other side or, like, the back of it. So even if they mm. come around the house for some reason, they, like, we would be pretty much moving along the other side or like far enough away. Okay. Um, I would say that to where you're going from where you are would be, depending upon the route you take, would be a roughly 25 to 30 minute walk. Ooh. Um, Graveyards are big. We, we just need to get to like a semi-secluded place where a, a road is. Well, fortunately, this particular graveyard has road basically all on all sides of it. Okay. And ha um, and houses, in fact. 
So, trying to think. Ooh, you know what? We're gonna go to the the crypt we were in the day that Des and I met. Really? Just like is, old is times. That... Okay. Yeah, I think that that was in the same graveyard. Um, it was a military graveyard that that was in. Damn, yeah, it was okay. a different one then. Uh, I'm really trying to think on my feet because I didn't, I didn't fully think about this. Um, uh, I mean, there it's possible. Tell, tell that, me what. Sorry, oh, uh, you you talk. It's possible that there's like a chapel or something in the graveyard. Um, why don't we have you make your stealth roll to get out of Desdemona's backyard? Yeah, and then you can figure out what you're doing as you move. Okay, all right. So I need both of you to give me a roll. I dropped my dice. Is there a target? There is not. You're setting the difficulty here. Mm. So give me your stealth roll plus the strength of of uh, Rose Veil, which is a four. Oh, really? Yeah, you're using your veil to sneak. I I know. I so it's a it's a level four. So I would add my plus to make it a five. Um, it, yeah, so you rolled a stealth roll, did you? Yeah. And ended up with a one. Yes. Cool. There you go. Your result is a five. We both got fives, babe. <laughs> okay. Then we Great. high five, and then the noise is like, hey, what was that? <laughs> what was that noise? Okay. Alertness rolls. There's one. And there's two. Okay. Great. So. You make it out of Dez's backyard unmolested. Um, you are going to... I'm going to have you make a quick uh, target three alertness roll, both of you. I hope you're alert, because I am not. Um, you're too busy trying to think through I got a three. how you're doing this. Okay. Yeah. Ro is too busy, like, focusing on keeping the veil going and try to, trying to figure out what the next step in the plan is. And uh, Des is paying attention specifically to whether or not you're being followed. Oh, you know which... she's looking behind because she's, like, <laughs> concerned that she's leaving Beaumont behind. Right. Um, you, don't, you don't see anybody following you you don't hear anybody following you either as far as you're aware they're not currently pursuing you i think um since we are in the graveyard i think uh she's actually going to i would like to try to do some sort of maybe a lore roll to see if she can have some sort of ghost alarm system so if (laughs) they are being followed that she would be notified does that make sense that makes perfect sense to me. Basically, you would be uh, trying to use your ectomancy to get the spirits in the area to warn you if you're being followed. Yes? Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay. So that sounds like a maneuver. Uh, and since you're trying to cover multiple zones with that maneuver, hmm environmental i'm gonna go with the base of three and then add the multi-zone element to it okay i think that would be a i think that's a five i think you're gonna have to conjure up five power and then control five power so give me a give me that uh control or sorry the uh um conviction roll conviction first first. okay that is a three (laughs) Okay, so this is going to just fail entirely uh, unless you buff it. 
I I will happily invoke. I currently have nine fate points. Uh, wow. I will invoke my. I'm go- I'm going to invoke my high concept haunted hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural because if I can't invoke that one in a graveyard, when can I? <laughs> if you can't invoke a haunted uh like home defense system when you're being hunted you think (laughs) then yeah that there's no other time that you'll ever use it so great uh yeah i accept that as justification for finding the strength of mind to center yourself and gather the power to do this thing great uh now roll to control it with discipline okay all right and that is a six okay awesome mark one mental stress And I'm going to say that uh, to maintain this in successive rounds is going to take another mental stress because you're you are you need to be sure that this is continuing to be active. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to go ahead. And since uh, I assume you're trying to move in a way that you're a little bit sneaky, even though you're leaving direct line of sight. Uh, to where you might get spotted uh, from your own your own house. Um, I'm going to give this first round in particular, I'm going to say is an athletics roll to see how many zones you can cross uh, that is going to be uh, hindered by your stealth. So give me an uh, give me first a stealth roll. Uh, I'm going to say that since this is very difficult, your target is going to be a five, though you do get the benefits of the veil that Roe is maintaining. Um, and Roe, mark a mental stress to continue to maintain that veil, please. Hooray. Yeah, roll against that first. And if you fail to meet that, then you're going to be rolling the athletics at a minus one. I've got a six stealth. And Gwen? Four. Okay, so you'll be rolling this athletics because uh, this is reducing that one by one. Um, so I believe also trying to see how many zones you can sneak through quickly is a I'm going to I think it is and I'm going to judge it as a minus two. So give me that athletics roll, please. To see how many zooms zooms. Yes, <laughs> Microsoft Zune. <laughs> That's what you're rolling to see how many of those you can cross in a single bound. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, so I'm just got my basic score of one. And you're saying that's a negative two to that as well. Um, You. I, yeah, you basically wouldn't be able to leave this zone sneakily, even though I got such a good sneak roll. You did. That was just uh, that was modifying uh, your attempts to move quickly uh, well how far did you get uh, row <laughs> one <laughs> so awesome we're not so moving <laughs> no you, we're stuck you aren't able to leave this particular zone we're is stuck the in thing. the mud <laughs> um like you're you're trying to sort of you're 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 moving over cautiously um and uh yeah so you can make the decision to try to move less cautiously and just allow for the veil to passively work uh, as opposed to trying to actively stealth your way out um, if you would like to do that in subsequent rounds. Well, we do uh, have just... the ghost alarm system set up. Yes, so True. take another mental stress to keep that going. And Ro takes one more mental stress to keep 
the veil going under under strain and just roll an athletics roll now um and uh, if you're not going to try to be sneaky and just hope that the veil covers for you sufficiently then you roll with no real penalty cool that's a oh, hell yeah. one four baby can i carry and this what did you get uh <laughs> sorry what did you get christine <laughs> one okay so you're able to cross one zone Fortunately, zones are fairly large in this particular uh, area, so you're able to get a decent amount of the way across the graveyard. I'd say at least a third of the way uh, across the graveyard. It's a big graveyard, so you, you're able to move successfully across a, about a third of the way to where you're trying to go. Um, Gwen, did you want one me to? More? Did Gwen, did you want me to invoke so that we could at least get into like a three zone? Um, I first... Each, each zone has one level of obstacle, so it would be two zones that you would move. Oh, okay. Never mind. I would like to pitch a potential um, for me to use a fate point and get us out of here faster. You could only really modify your own roles, but what... Okay, tell me what you're trying to do. Uh, I would like to use a fate point to summon the two goons I know sit outside Dez's house and get us in their car <laughs> because i have their phone number <laughs> oh my god oh okay um so it sounds to me like you want to invoke your trouble aspect i do awesome okay <laughs> it, you're going to invoke that to get in touch with these guys Okay, I think that's the one that most strongly connects you to your dad. Uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yep, you, yeah, go ahead, give them a call. Cool, yep, I'm doing that. Um, ring, ring, I, hello. Yeah, ring. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they do pick up. Uh, what do you want? First of all, rude. Second of all, um, you need to come pick us up um, now, please. You can just describe where you're heading. I'm not going to make you pick a, an address. Like, you would know well enough where they would be meeting you. Usually graveyards do have, like, road names, kind of, if they're big enough. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just describe, like, where we're nearest to. Okay. Uh, great. So, yeah, the, it's just like, seriously? Okay, fine. Yeah, we can be there in a minute. And is that just the end of that phone call? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, there is a sort of silence on the other end as they're waiting for you to say anything. Um, and do you just hang up on them? Yep. Okay, great. So give me one more, one more athletics check. Uh, make sure that you did mark the mental stresses for this round of movement and alarm fun times. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, yeah. Cool. Go for it. Give me that athletics roll. Oof. All right. Two. Uh, it's a negative one. <laughs> We've gone back to the house. If you want to cross a zone and get to the place where you are going to meet these guys, then you can throw me a... You can always throw a uh, fate point my way to re-roll or just increase the roll but result by two. Uh, can I just increase it by two and that'll get us one more zone, right? Yeah, so what aspect are you invoking for that? I will I will invoke, hey, I can actually do this. 
Oh yeah, the one that's just always available to invoke. <laughs> okay. That's that's not I'm not putting it down. It's utilitarian. Or sorry, it's it's a utility. I would aspect. think that that would be, you know, something you'd be thinking when the adrenaline is coursing through you. Yeah. Okay. Um yes, that works for me. Um and I will say also, uh, as you are getting that like sort of ooh, you know, like trying to find your way to where you need to go and do so like you're trying to balance a pathfinding b doing so without being too obvious c like trying to move when you weren't you know like you weren't really ready for a run you weren't stretched or anything today you're just trying to move quickly and uh you get some like sort of ghostly voices that uh start fading in around you uh the local residents uh these these spirits here are uh letting you know that Nobody's following you into the graveyard, but at your house, the men have moved to your door. Oh, I hope he's careful. Okay. So you know that they uh, gave up on waiting and went up to your door, and that's all the information that you got. Um, and you see a vehicle pulling off of the main road onto one of the uh, sort of graveyard roads. And you can go meet that. Uh, and you don't need to maintain your veil anymore because you are far enough away, uh, you think. Okay. And your alarm system has given you that information, so you can choose to keep it going for another round or not. Um, and it will mark you one more mental stress to do. Yeah, that's that would be my last one, but the scene's almost over, right? Correct. Okay, I will do it one more time. Or at least time, you then. assume it is. I'm oh, assuming. God. Yeah, I will. I will <laughs> mark that one last mental, just for you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so um, as you are approaching the car uh, to to get into it with uh, two annoyed-looking Italian-looking <laughs> schmoes uh, sitting in the front. Um, Des, there is a spirit in here that is, uh, it's, it's one that you've talked to before, uh, you know, it's, it's fairly faint cause it's been there a long time, but you have some familiarity and, uh, the spirit lets you know that, um, Beaumont let himself into your house, but not the other one. Oh, I hope he forgives me. Okay. So there you are. And uh, as you get in to to this uh, kind of shit kicker vehicle um, with fake Vermont plates, uh, the the guy at the driver's seat just turns around and uh, looks at you both and just looks looks over to Row and it's just like, OK, uh, where are we going, Miss Daisy? Um, Real funny. Uh, Des, these are the guys. Guys, you know this lovely lady that you've been watching. Um, Wait, what? No, I'll, I'll explain. Um, Des, it, yeah. Um, Ro gives them a street address, a house number, and a road number, and just like sits back and like looks out the window. He just he just looks at you, and he looks at you confused, and it's like, the fuck you want to go there for? Just. 
We just gotta go. All right. Uh, do you want me to roll up the divider? <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, if you could, in this car that definitely has a divider. All right, don't forget to tip, bitch, and he just starts going. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. You dare invoke to me that I trust you moments ago when you've known that there's been a tail at my house? How long? Does they're not there for you. She's right. They're for me. Yeah. It's still creepy. I'm aware. I, they haven't been just here. They've been other places, you know, outside Sly's office, Albion's place. They, they go everywhere. Um, Why did I just have to sneak I know. out of they my own are. home and away from Warden Beaumont and to come into this car with you? Why? What, what was going on? I don't know. And that's why. What we were l- they talking about? I don't know. And that's why we left. Beaumont made some kind of deal and it, I, something is happening and I don't, we don't both, know. we both care about Beaumont. I don't know that I can trust him about this. Where are we going? I don't think you want to know that. Then how am I supposed to trust you about this? You don't have to. If you want to get out, you can, but I'm not There's going to There's a heavy sigh from the front. <laughs> Just a big old heavy sigh from the front. Uh, the guy in the passenger seat who's been uh, up till now quiet just looks back and is like, you want I should tell her or are you gonna? Just, just rolls his eyes and turns back to <laughs> looking forward. Because I'm not going to Edinburgh. I don't think you want to either. Edinburgh. So we're going. They wanted to take us to Edinburgh. <sighs> mm-hmm. Why didn't you tell me that? Why am I finding out now? Because I'm, I'm panicked. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I will not move to I think Des is just gonna be silent the rest of the car ride. Okay. That's fair. It's not a very long car ride. Um since it's you know, not that far away in town, in the more residential end of things. Um so there is a silent minute or two uh before you pull up to a house. And the goon in front, who who was not driving, who hadn't really said much, just goes, Well, we're here. The last place that whoever you're running away from, Ro, would think to look. Thanks, guys. Um, Ro gets out. Yeah, don't mention it. Literally don't mention it. <laughs> um, yeah, Ro gets out and then, like, opens Dez's door for her to try to salvage this... In any way she can. I mean, she gets out and takes her bag, but she's acting very begrudgingly about it. <laughs> All right. Um, Des, I need you to roll me a quick alertness roll. Uh, target is a one. It's two. Okay. <sighs> All right. Yep. You recognize the car in the driveway. That's Detective Sergeant Titko's car. I'm curious how Des would know that. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of only got the one, and you have interacted with it uh, occasionally. It's You've his loaded little- an Albion into it. <laughs> you, he was he drove down and had to okay. meet you guys at the very beginning of the game, so you've had a couple chances to interact with it, and uh, you've got a good enough memory that I figured you might be able to spot it. Okay, all right. Um, and you knew where he was the whole time? Yeah. She continues to just kind of sulk. You can be mad at me. For as long as you need, I'm trying to keep you and everyone safe. I 
I don't know what I'm doing, as is evident by literally everything I've ever done. Um, but I need How you to- How is being at Ditko's place going to protect Marcus? <sighs> I don't know yet, but it couldn't hurt. I guess I'm just here for Mr. Rowe's wild ride. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. I Would you have gone with Beaumont? I trust him. I was listening to their conversation. He moved away from the house so we could not hear him. He was not up front with me. Something is going on. Doesn't matter, because we're here now. I'm following you. There's a voice from the front door, uh, which has now cracked open. Uh, <laughs> the screen door portion is not open yet, but the, you know, the main door behind it has opened, and you see... Detective Sergeant Ditko, uh, Des has not seen this man in a little while and has not seen the state of dishevelment that he is currently in. Um, so that might be a bit of a shock to see somebody who just is, who's usually much more put together with like, not quite a beard, but definitely more than stubble um, and just unkempt hair in like an A shirt uh, and sort of casual pants that definitely have stains on them from food of some kind. Uh, and he just, you just hear him uh, call to you both. Okay. I know you're not hallucinations. So uh, tell me why you're here. So I don't have you arrested for trespassing. What do you want from me? We're making a wellness visit. Marcus is inside talking with Ladislav at this point, um, as he is the neutral party in the duel. So you two have been sort of asked to, like, go discuss whatever you need to talk about just outside the restaurant for a bit. So uh, if I'm going to have you take his place, does that mean I have to, like, shoot him in the kneecap or something? Because I ain't looking forward to that. Uh, sure. Uh, it's just a hypothetical. I know you don't know. Nope. So, um... Yeah, today has gone to shit. Yes, yes it has. What's our move? We should probably link up with Roe and Dez. I, uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing back at the house, so mm -hmm. I want to see what's going on with that warden fella. Sure. Yeah, uh, Alvin's gonna call, uh, Dez's house. Okay. You call Dez's house phone. It rings, it rings a few times. It rings more times than you would expect it to ring. Um, how many rings are you going to give it? Uh, until it goes to voicemail. Okay. It doesn't go to voicemail. It gets picked up. And uh, you hear a familiar voice, but an unexpected voice uh, on the other side say, Uh, hello? Uh, Who, uh, who's speaking, please? It, it's Albion. Is, is, that, is that you, Borden Beaumont? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, can you put Des on? Okay, two things. Last thing I knew, you were in this house. <laughs> Second thing, last thing I knew, so was Dez. Okay, well, I can answer the first one. Um, you see, a goat man took me through a way to the four corners of the earth, and uh, now uh, Marcus has a duel set up with him, and we're probably going to have Sylvester kick him in the teeth. <laughs> There's this pregnant pause. I, I figured I'd keep there you is... in the loop on that, but, um, yeah. There I is far too much to unpack in that. I'm going to... 
start with the first question I have, which is same goat man? Uh, bigger goat man. The fuck? Okay. You know what? No, not not the important part. There's um, more than one winner squire, it turns out. In the meantime, I have what? asked for an audience with the winner knight, and uh, I don't what? know if I'm going to get one. Why? Because I want fucking answers is why. You know what? Um, uh, okay. Are you with Sylvester? Yep. Sylvester here has agreed to be Marcus II in the duel. Goatman had to go find his own. Um, uh, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, all right. This is a lot of information to parse in a very short amount of time. Uh, uh, put, put him on, please. Um, okay. But before I do, Dez isn't there? No. All right. Um, it, Dez is not with you. Dez is not with us. Sylvester, it's for you. Uh, can I have your phone, please? Uh, okay. I'm going to call Roe on Sylvester's phone while Sylvester talks to him on my phone. <laughs> okay, we will do this call first. Um, hey, Sly. Hey. Uh, yeah, um, okay. I need to talk to you, I think, here, because, uh, there's only so long that I can talk to Albion and try to unpack all of that before, uh, I might lose my mind. Hey. Um, I, I just, I need somebody who's a little more down to earth uh, I think, a little more grounded. Um, and uh, so you're at the Four Corners yeah. with Albion. Right. Who else? Yep. Uh, not yep, who else? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Des Ro? Uh, I'm sorry, I thought Des wasn't there? You know what? I wasn't really paying attention. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, right? I Okay, yep, I thought you would be a more reliable source of certain pieces of information. Um, nope, all I know is I'm going to kick a goat man on the balls. Okay, what the fuck is up with that? Uh, he apparently is, I guess, wants to kill Marcus or something. Oh, just like the other goat man, great. Yep. Wait, bigger, nastier goat man? Yeah, it's goat man senior and goat man junior. Wait, was this another satyr? I think so. It's a goat man, right? Uh, the, the satyr looks... More kind of like half human, half goat. This was just big ass goat man. Yeah, that's what this one was. Okay, I that doesn't sound like that's a satyr. That sounds like a billy goat gruff. Oh, that I thought those were summer. Yeah, they said something about the summer court or winter court. There's a billy goat gruff in the as the night of the winter court. Okay, nope. Don't need to get confused over that. That's a detail to think about later. Um, Marcus. Where is he? Uh, he's preparing? I don't know, he kind of dipped. Okay, so I'm going to need you to roll a quick uh, deceit. Okay. Because Marcus is actually inside talking with Ladislav, and you, what you just said wasn't actually true. Okay. Whether or not you meant it, okay. give me that deceit roll. Three. Okay. Dipped? Dipped where? Where did he dip? I don't know. <laughs> That's an actual deceit roll again. <laughs> so give me another one. Four. All right. What is happening here? I don't know. Sylvester? He, he, you can hear that he's leaning in closer to the phone. Sylvester? Yeah. There is another warden here. He's trying to take Marcus to Edinburgh to stand trial for the crime that he committed. Remember that thing where I said I would represent him? Yeah. And take him on as an apprentice? They're trying to force that issue now. Oh. So, 
Where is Marcus? I don't know. <laughs> you do know. Oh. In character, you do know. Oh, okay. no, I corners. love this. Never mind, he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you fucking jerking my chain? It's what I do, man. This is very serious. I mean, when is it not very serious? Are you jerking his chain? You were yelling at me about time limits, and now you're here fucking around with the warden? The rules rules for me, not for... Rules for thee, not for me, or whatever the fuck. I don't care. <laughs> Sylvester, you're a second. That means there's a duel? Yep. Where's that duel and when? Uh... It's tonight at the pilings under the plant. Oh, okay. It's tonight at the pilings under the plant. Yeah, that's it. What's the exact time of this duel? Uh... Just before sunset? Is that actually what it is? I don't remember when it is. It's an hour before sunset, but yeah. I'm going to let him just say it like that. Okay, cool. So they can't take him. They can't take him until he's done. Yeah, pretty much. No, because then he would he would legally be executed by the challenger. Ah. Uh, or the, wait, the goat man's the challenger, right? No, Marcus is challenger. Wait, Marcus? Marcus challenged the- Okay. Alright. You know what? I am going to try to explain the situation to Warden Chaplin over here, and I will meet back up with you. You couldn't have taken a car down to the four corners, I would have noticed. I will meet you there, and we'll figure this out. In the meantime, you don't know where Dez or Ro are. I do not. <sighs> he just sighs. Okay, yeah, I'll see you soon. Thanks. <laughs> and you hear him hang up the phone uh, heavily. <laughs> Meanwhile, Albion is calling Roe. Yep. Hey, Al. Hey, why aren't you at the house? I just called Warden Beaumont to... I mean, I meant to call Dez to fill y'all in on the situation, and I guess you're not there. Why aren't you? Um, what did Beaumont say? That you're not at the house. And then he demanded to speak to Sly, because I guess I gave him too much information at once. Oh, okay. Um, I will okay, explain so my shit after me, you explain huh? your shit. <laughs> you're just going to ignore me? The one who oh. wants to call the cops on you for trespassing? Okay. Well, Are you Ro right, Ditko's? <laughs> Ro puts up a finger to Ditko. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Why are you Ditko's? <laughs> I, it's hard to explain. Um, I... Ran away from Beaumont, and I took Dez with me. Do you have a fucking plan right now? Not exactly. There's, so but... there's not a plan. You just went to Ditko's. Beaumont was going to take us to Edinburgh, and I freaked out. Uh, and I took Dez. You couldn't have called me? Uh, you know, no, I couldn't have. Because I took initiative. Um, I... Yeah. Um, I... Albion, Bo oh no. Oh my god, Ro. Beaumont was being sketchy. I, we had to get out of there. Beaumont I, I don't know. is trying to save Marcus's ass, is what he's doing. How? He's running interference for us with the other warden. He's trying to make sure that he can, if he does have to go to Edinburgh, he can represent Marcus and make sure they don't cut his goddamn head off. Uh, and part of that is us not looking fucking sketchy. Whoops. Okay, but if we go and they decide that he's guilty, they're going to kill him. I mean, that's yeah, it. and we're not going to help his case by acting like a bunch of shifty fucks. <sighs> okay, why are you at Ditko's? Because we needed a place to be. And this was this is where it, where it happens. This is the place to be. 
Oh my god, this is the worst case scenario. I have had enough. Okay? You, you have fun with Ditko. Death I'm Simona hanging Brown, out. Rosetta Common, get off the phone. Get in my house now. Put me on fucking speakerphone. No. You know what? Actually, don't. Hang oh. up. <laughs> okay. Rose just putting her phone in her pocket. She has, like, pulled her hand away from, like, her head with her phone. Puts it in her pocket. Doesn't even care if it's hung up or not. Goes in the house. Well, if it's not, Albion's listening. Okay. Uh, well, Ditko... Ditko looks at the both of you and says, yeah, I'm, I'm inviting you in, okay? I'm inviting you into my house. Des is going to go inside. Yeah, Rose in the house. You both cross his threshold without losing any of your power. You what? have been invited across the threshold. Uh, you can feel that there is a threshold there and that you would have had to give up some portion of your power to enter. I mean, Ro, you know that because you have been doing it. You have been breaking yeah. and entering. <laughs> so uh, so you're very familiar with what that feels like to leave some of that power at the door, or in this case, window. And uh, this time, you don't have to. So that's nice. And uh, Ditko, uh, you come in and it is... Uh, you remember, remember how Beaumont's apartment looked because he was depressed? Yes. It is a similar state, but with different things. Um, it's, uh, it's not good. It does not tell a happy story. Uh, there are a couple of stools at a, like, a bar in his, his kitchen area, and, uh, he just sort of takes and wipes off the, uh, the sort of pile of bills and overdue notices and stuff, um, off, and, like, you know, magazine subscriptions that have ended, uh, off of the, off of the chairs, and just sort of offers them to you as, as seats. Des will sit down. Ro also sits, um, making sure she can run if she needs to. <sighs> okay, so you came over to my house that you somehow know where it is, so... That's a possible stalking charge, but, uh, why are you here? Um, do you want the full truth that will overwhelm you, or do you want a casual truth that is true, but also is not the full truth? He looks at you with just this deep sadness in his eyes, uh, and... And just says, you'd think I would have had my fill of truth by now, but, uh, I'm tired of not knowing. All right, tell me everything.
I I have a plan. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I feel so bad that I have a ruined Des. I'm so afraid. <laughs> she, she almost got out of the car, you know. I know, I know. She almost oh. got out of the car. She would have been like, drop me off at my house. I must go back to him. <laughs> I know. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.